This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Sons of the Shoe is back. Nick Wilson, Spencer German with you for the next little bit here. Good day, everyone. Happy day, Buckeye Nation. Uh, a lot of really good recruiting news coming in. The, the, the new coaching staff has hit the ground running, including James Laurinaitis, with a lot more 2025 recruits coming on in. So good news abound for the Buckeyes and good news for college football. As a real quick reminder, we are a relatively new podcast. Please make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, 923thefan.com, the free Odyssey app. We appreciate your patronage. We survive because you pay attention to our podcast, and we greatly appreciate that. Don't forget also, subscribe to the 923thefan YouTube channel. Make sure to leave us your comments in the comment section on the Sons of the Shoe playlist, guys. We eat that up. If you if you haven't seen it, we do like to interact. Sometimes it's Michigan fans. Sometimes it's Ohio State fans. Sometimes it's just a general college football fan uh, giving us love or hate. So remember, 923 The Fan YouTube channel, comments, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, and whatever. But... Not only do we have a big news for the next two years of college football, Spencer, this week is going to be huge for college football at large because this week the uh, conference commissioners plus Notre Dame leadership is meeting in Dallas to start to hash out what what 26 and no what 2026 and beyond looks like for the college football playoff we're going to get to that later in the this part of the segment later in this part of the show but that looks to be really contentious what what we do know is that finally after years of quibbling it is not it's been a certainty that they're going to go to 12 teams in 2024 but now we finally know what it's going to look like is everybody's finally settled on this 5v12 format which is what they're calling it that is a slight adjustment from 6v6 where it was the six conference champions and then six at large now in part because the pac-12 doesn't really exist now it's going to be five versus seven your thoughts on the switch to this because really it's just going to be for the next two years before they probably shake that etch-a-sketch one more time for the 2026 and beyond seasons all the way through 31-32. Yeah, and and when that change comes, um, you know, you're, I, I think some of the the formatting of this will stay the same. I, I think part of the the five v seven format that they they established was that the five highest ranked conference champions are getting in. They get kind of like an auto bid essentially, and mm-hmm. the top four seeds will always go to a team, teams that won their conference. That'll probably be your major, your four major conferences, if that's what it looks like, um, or your four power fives. But I, I think that will probably end up staying the same if they expand the field even further, just because um, it like they're clearly trying to prioritize the things 
that we've we talk ad nauseum about every like these the Nick like this is basically the conversations we have uh in early December every year how much does a conference championship matter how much does strength of schedule matter how much does out of conference schedule matter? like they're basically answering all those questions for you by setting it up this way where they're saying okay conference champions you guys get a little bit of an extra boost because you're playing in a conference you guys will be guaranteed a a a buy if you're one of the top if you win your conference and you're a top ranked team um of all the other conference teams that are out there so um i think that's that's important context um i'm interested to see what the what decisions kind of loom large in terms of what it looks like moving forward it sounds like 16 teams we can talk about whether or not we like that or not um and also i think this has big implications for just the power structure because by 2028 who knows what the landscape of college football is going to look like in terms of these two mega conferences that are sort of starting to form themselves, the big 10 and the sec and who's maybe joining forces with them in the next three, three to four years. Um, who's, who's maybe joining the sec in the next three to four let's, years. Let's not burn all those right in the moment. Cause I do think those are all <laughs> things that we can get to on this. Yeah. I just think what I, I think there actually is some subtle genius to the way they've set this up. And I don't know that this was intentional, but, you know, one of the big talking points on moving to 12 teams is it's going to obliterate the conversation on what is important, what isn't important, right? Which is the regular season, which is winning a conference championship. And I actually think, like, if you if you drop this into buckets, right, the, 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 the top four conference champions, there's going to be a massive advantage in a 12-team format to having that buy. And then that second group of four teams – right? The five through eight, they have a built-in advantage here of you want to play to get as high of a seed as you can. You want to do as much politic as you can because those, the the five through eight seed are actually going to host the first yeah. round games at their respective schools. And then obviously the nine through 12 is going to be hotly debated because somebody's got to be 13. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that people think that that conversation is going to change I think this. I think it's going to be more nationally relevant because now all of a sudden, one, you've got the three buckets like I described. Two, now all of a sudden, like you can't just say, well, if you don't win your conference or if you're not one of the four best conferences, it doesn't matter because you know there's no difference between being the five seed and the twelve seed. That's not true, and and honestly, I think it's going to only open up. I think once you get past probably the top seven. I think, and I, th I think we saw this year, there were seven teams that could have made the playoffs this year in a four team field. Yeah. You had like legitimate cases. If you, if you get seven, that's great because the next seven are going to, the next seven to 10 are going to be widely contested. So I think this is best of both worlds. You get more yeah. teams, which means more money. Every, every kind of bucket that you can drop in incentivizes you different. And I think, like, I think the conversation is still going to be the conversation. Like, how could this team be 13 and this team oh, be 12? Yeah. How could this team be 12, uh, 10 and this team could be 15? Like, I, I think this is everything you want it to be. And it's funny that it's probably only going to be for two years because this looks great. Like, I'm, I really like the way they've set it up. The quarterfinals and semifinals are going to rotate between the New Year's six balls. Like, I think this is as good as you can possibly get with the way this thing is going to be yeah. set up, given how just contentious this got with the league. Well, and the Notre Dame part of this is fascinating too, because because Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference, they can only ever finish as high as the five spot. Mm -hmm. So that means they are guaranteed every time 
the playoff comes around and and I'm I, I don't know that they'll keep this the same for this when they expand again that that'll obviously is to be TBD when they have that discussion but at least for now in this format if they decided they do want to keep this sort of the the structure moving forward Notre Dame can't finish as high higher than the five spot and I heard I was told that that was kind of like a thing that they agreed to because everybody else plays a 13th game well they don't play a 13th game so their 13th game basically comes in the first round of the playoff every single time but you know that fans of that team, which like most college football fan bases, Ohio State included, Notre Dame fans are a cult. And you know this, the, the first time that they are like undefeated, ranked second or third, and, and they're in the top four going into the, the, the conference championship weekend, and then they get jumped by some smaller conferences, conference champion for the four spot, and they end up as the fifth spot that those fans are going to be absolutely just up in arms that it's it's going to be it is it's going to be this year's version of FSU it's going to be how could you do this to us how could you make us five we're undefeated and we're one of the biggest brands in college football because either a the people won't understand they, they won't know that that's a rule though they, they, they like there's probably people who are who are college football fans but they don't know all the ins and outs of everything and so they'll be like oh i didn't realize that was a rule or they're just going to be mad because that's going to be the new thing to get mad at which i think is also very fascinating in all this um, I think too, like there's an interesting conversation to be had here that I think I, that I want to get into with you because as much as Notre Dame is a big brand, um, I'm kind of curious, like what the incentive is for schools now in the big 10 to schedule a team like Notre Dame who doesn't, who, who has no ties to your conference or anything like that, because, and I guess the larger question here is how much is out of conference schedule going to matter moving forward? You t- you talked about it. Like how does this change the math on what matters that time of year? And, and when you set the playoff field and all these different things, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how much that specifically matters that point, because we bring that up all the time, right? Well, who did Ohio state play? There's a reason Ohio state was number one for a period of time. And they jumped Georgia because they had the best out of conference schedule. They had played Notre Dame. They played some other teams. So that's where Notre Dame kind of comes in the equation here. But for Notre Dame, like, what is the incentive? If, if the point for these teams is I want to have a good strength of schedule. Well, with conference realignment, conference expansion, the idea is that Ohio State, for example, is going to be playing USC more often. They're going to be playing Oregon more often. So their, their in-conference schedule is actually going to end up being tougher then they're out of conference schedule and they don't want to accumulate a whole or risk accumulating a bunch of losses and costing themselves a playoff spot or costing themselves the conference because they want that, that one seed. They, they want, they want the first round buy in the playoff. So I'm curious, other than the blanket statement of well, Notre Dame's a big brand. So it's always going to look good if you beat them on, on NBC, I get that. But other than that, what is the incentive for a team as we, as we wonder about should Notre Dame join a conference and is this going to be, be advantageous for them to stay independent now that they can't get ever get a bye week uh, going into the playoff. Like, is it an added incentive that maybe teams stop scheduling them as much if they're not really tied to a conference because they don't want to even risk the possibility that you lose to Notre Dame out of conference when you got a tough in-conference schedule? I think it's always going to be a moving goalpost because you can't lock in. Unlike when you knew it was going to be four teams for a decade and you knew how it was set up, there's no, I mean, you're, you're, you're like your working theory or your game theory for the next two years is going to be different than what it is in 2026. And and honestly, even in 20, once they even lock in, let's say they do move to 16 teams, which apparently Big Ten Commission Tony Petiti is, is really interested in pushing it in that direction. 
um, which I think would negate the home field with the first round buy. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's just about getting teams in instead of giving your conference the best chance to win. I digress. But um, I, I think even once you get to 2026, you're not going to be able to breathe like, oh, well, now we know how this game's going to be played because four years in, you could see with the way things are setting up. I mean, this is this the 2026 and beyond is turning into a money grab by the Big Ten yeah. and the SEC. And all that is, it's colonialism. All that is is a land grab because they know if they can secure more money and they, you know, one of the things uh, suggested that's going to be debated this week is tiered uh, income based off, uh, you know, playoffs. So the SEC and the Big Ten would receive more than the ACC and the Big 12. Who would receive more than Mountain West and American? Who would receive more than Conference USA, the MAC, and the Sun Belt? So you can't tell me that's not tied to the Big Ten and the SEC looking to snatch up teams specifically in the ACC. So getting back to your Notre Dame point, I think that's part of this too. I think the point with them, I think I think all the other conferences are just trying to apply subtle pressure over time to get Notre Dame into a conference. At this point, I'd like if you if you if you went to the SEC and the Big Ten and said, uh, Notre Dame's going to join one of your conferences, do you care who it is? I actually think they wouldn't care if they lost Notre Dame to the other conference because it's just more important that they join a conference and and and, and join a conference other I than think, the ACC. I think Notre Dame cares though. I don't oh yeah, think, well yeah, but I don't I, think Notre Dame makes sense in the SEC. They'll get boat raced year uh, after year. The Big Ten I, makes I think a lot more sense. I would agree, but I think you're also not thinking like Notre Dame. Notre Dame still <laughs> thinks it's 30 years ago, and, I, and listen, brand wise, they're correct. They're, they all but have Notre the same. Dame, they all they're all in the they're all stuck in Lou Holtz's brain. That's well, that's but <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre Dame is an elite brand. The problem is all the kind of things that hold them back from competing. All that kind of we're smarter than you. You know, we have a higher academic standard. We're a religious school. All that stuff in the end holds you back from recruiting against the Alabamas and the Georgias. And honestly. I think it's going to be the same thing against Oregon and Ohio State and USC and Michigan in the Big Ten. But I want to digress real quick because I do think this, I think a big part of this is just we got to push them towards this and subtly nudge them towards joining conference. I also think at the end, um, I think it's going to be really fascinating the first time you have Notre Dame as the one seed, who's going to end up being the five seed in the playoffs. Meaning that, you know, do you just go ahead and uh, seed one through fours as, all right, it, it's it's whatever the whatever the leaders in each one of those are. Meaning, regardless, who is the best of the SEC? That's the one seed. Best of the Big Ten is the the two seed. Or do you just have them ranked within the top fifteen, top twenty? Understanding that when it all comes down, they're going to be the one through four seed. Because I think that's really interesting. Like that's where you are going to get some contention. If Notre Dame's the true number one seed, but ends up having to be the number five seed, I think that's the kind of situation and scenario that could piss them off enough where they say, well, we're, we're, we got to play by these rules because we're being unfairly punished. The downside, because I want to give you a chance to get to that, the downside is I actually think Notre Dame hosting a playoff game might be exactly what they want. Like that's yeah, the push and pull. You could be the number one seed in the country. You're undefeated. You've they always have a tough schedule because they play everything's out of conference. You could be the, the rightful number one seed and have to go host a playoff game and play that extra playoff game as a five seed versus that five seeds at home. And you can't tell me that that 
that isn't going to add to some of that prestige of, well, you got to go through Notre Dame. You got to, you got to come through South Bend, whether it's a five, six, seven, eight seed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, I thought about that too, just in regards to maybe they don't care about hosting an extra game in the playoff because they knew it was going to be a first round matchup that's at their place. And so there's some incentive to that. Uh, you get your crowd on your side. It's probably going to be like a lesser team coming in that you should be able to beat. But you also got to think like it's another game in the playoff on this sort of long journey to a championship that you got to play that maybe an Ohio State doesn't. And if you get a guy hurt, like that could derail your chances of beating a team like that. So there's some other factors there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, the, I, I think you're right in that there's sort of some subtle urges to get Notre Dame into a conference. Um, they're trying to sort of pull out all the stops, if you will, to get them there. And they're going to continue to be adamant that they don't want to, of course. But how the this and I do think to your question, I think it'll ultimately end up being they'll move those teams up in the rankings to the top four spots. That, that's what I think it's going to end up being. Um, I don't think it's just going to be like, well, Liberty was Fort was thirteenth, so or it was twelfth, so they're just going to stay twelve and get a buy. Like I, I don't think it'll work that way. But I knew I do know like that would have been a factor this year because they mapped out like what the field would have looked like this year. And Liberty actually would have gotten in over, oh God, I can't remember who it was. They they were ranked like 14th or something like that. And they would have been, they would have slipped down to that 12. Like they would have been in as the last highest ranked, um, the fifth highest ranked conference champion. And they would have jumped somebody, I think from the SEC actually, ironically enough, to get in to the, the playoff this year if, if this format had existed this year. So that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I think that they'll end up reseeding them as, like, one through four. You now, know, but, I, now how I do think, real quick on that, I yeah. do wonder if that ruins a little bit of the charm. Like, may, maybe the charm in the playoff selection show, which there's great drama and theater to the 14 playoff selection show, maybe the, the, maybe the drama in the theater is, well, who's one, who's two, who's three, who's four? Maybe that's how they kind of see well, that. Well, that would be the theater out, but... for the top four. Yeah. I think. I think though, you like you bring up theater, uh, the theater of it. I think there's always going to be theater involved because you said it. Like we're just shifting the conversation from well, how does FSU get screwed and miss the playoff as a top four team to well, how does how does uh, Ole Miss and Penn State get the get snubbed at at thirteen? Like there's still going to be some very passionate fan bases around thirteen and twelve where that conversation gets had. And we're going to have to sit there and sort of sort through those things and calm people down or whatever. I mean, hopefully Ohio state never has to worry about being that low in the rankings, but if it ever happened, like the same thing would be happening with the fan base here. So um, yeah. I, and I, and I think to, to shift sort of towards the, the field expanding to 16, the way you put it earlier, I think is spot on. This feels to go from four and be so protective over well, this protects the integrity of the game and making sure the regular season still means something. And four, four is good. And there's people who are still staunchly in the, the four team camp. Um, and I always said from when they, when they announced four, I always said that it should be eight. I said, eight makes a lot of sense. You have five power, five conferences, all five of those teams get an, get an auto bid when they win their conference. And then you give three at large bids to, I don't know, maybe a smaller school or a smaller conference team that wins, um, or a, a a second SEC team that you think is really good, whatever, and you, you get an 18 field. So they're jumping from four to 12, which I thought was I'm I'm fine with 12, but I kind of feel I'm I'm caught in the middle on this because I I generally am team I'm not going to complain about more football and I'm not going to complain 
Uh, I'm certainly not going to begrudge them from expanding the playoff field when we see playoff fields of, of that size or larger in all other sports. So I understand the, the concept there. But I do think on some level in college football, like there's a severe drop-off a lot of the time in the competitiveness. Now, maybe that continues to change with the NIL era. Maybe that continues to, to, to sort of add more parity or spread out the field a little bit where you do get some teams that are more competitive around the 14, 15, 16 mark. But I'm telling you right now, man, like – what what think here's a team that we've seen around that that those rankings in the last few years. Iowa. What is Iowa gonna do? Like what what business does Iowa have with scoring 10 points a game? What business do they have being in the playoff in the first round against a one a number one seed Georgia that like like I I and this is where I, I sound like the the old um old man yelling at cloud guy. Who's like, oh, this playoff expansion is bad for college football. I'm not trying to be that because I'm totally on board with it going to 12. I, I think it's a great thing for the sport. But I do think there's almost like a drop-off or a a, 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 um, a a breaking point, if you will, where it, it it's it's more so just about, okay, we're just going to do more games because it's more money for us and less about like the competitiveness of the game. I think you can still get some decently competitive games, especially if you get to like SEC teams. Like say it's Ole Miss and Georgia as a, as a first round or as like a second round matchup or something like that. Like, yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, but I, I don't know that, 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 that still is the same when you spread it out even further and you're adding in some of these sort of mid teams that are going to be ranked around 15, 16, 17. Cause there's always like a two loss team around there that just has no business even sniffing the, the college football playoff. Well, but, but isn't that the point of, and this is, this is where I kind of do the flip side. The point of it is, if you don't belong in the playoffs, you're going to get exposed real quick. So, like on the years where Michigan State is a paper tiger and they got they get in on a technicality or they get on a whim of luck, well, yeah, they're going to have the natural advantage one way or another of winning their their conference. But I mean, the beauty of it is, if there's a better team out there, you're going to see it play out on the field. And so, I think that's kind of the the counter to that. Even though I am a little bit, once you get it's less about teams. Also, well, and it's also more what, about once the you setups. once you like this format also makes sense right now as as twelve teams when for the for the top seeds. Like if if the goal is the top seeds should earn a little something like extra or more or whatever because you're trying to give them somewhat an advantage. Like isn't the twelve team format better because those teams then get that bye week and, and I think that does matter in the context of of this sort of road to the to the championship versus when you go. When you when you expand to sixteen, what is the actual incentive for a team like Ohio State to go all out and try to win their conference? They get um, to host. They get to host the game. That's it. That's the only incentive. So let's let's save that because we're we kind of I kind of want to wait for that just until we kind of see what comes out of this meeting in Dallas this week because uh, right now as of right now Tony Petiti is the only commissioner that seems to be on board with moving to sixteen teams. I think it is fait accompli at some point. It will. I just don't think it's fait accompli in 2026. But the other things, we, we mentioned tiered revenue dis- distribution, um, the slate being wiped clean in 2026. So everything we've talked about for 24 and 25 probably won't matter at all for 2026. And uh, the Big Ten and SEC could be fighting for multiple guaranteed bids, which is something to kind of pay attention to there. And this really could set up and trigger the financial dominoes that that continue the consolidation of conference expansion 
and in some ways, conference deletion going on in college football. So we'll have more on this, guys. Again, the the, the second show this week, we're probably going to have more firm answers about what, what kind of went down in Dallas. But when we come, come back, um, I don't mind talking. And if you're a champion, you're allowed to talk. But let's be honest, Michigan, as they are now, are not the champions they were a month ago. We'll get into that here, but first a quick word from our sponsors. 